It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We got your Christmas card the other day, and my family and I are very flattered that you remembered us corporate cards don't forget that report bill yes sir thank you merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas kiss my ass kiss his ass kiss your ass happy hanukkah and now it's time for another special feature it is i the tick spreading holiday cheer fox kids santa claus fox kids i love Fox Kids is what? Fox Kids is... Nothing. Snow. Fox Kids is what? Fox Kids is cool. Has like Christmas. Fox Kids. It's snowing in here. Fox Kids. Ho, ho, ho. Fox Kids is what? Fox Kids is... Okay. Delightful. Fox Kids wishes you a very cool Yule. Guys, what's going on? Happy holidays. Happy whatever you decide to celebrate today. It is Christmas Day-ish, more or less. Whatever. However you celebrate it, I hope you are with friends, family, your cat, your dog, your hamster, your snake, I guess, gerbil, whatever. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm otherwise known as Birdman, but I'm joined by my compatriot from the lovely city of Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, my brother, my best friend, the guy who makes sure stuff does not blow up on Christmas morning. Uh, I'm Alex, the producer, and I guess you have a... You have a lot more nicknames for yourself and for Christmas than I do. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite Festivus in the airing of grievances. Uh, yes, we are. And, uh, and, and if you're listening to this after Sunday, Monday, I guess it's Mismas. Yeah, Mismas. So either way, hopefully you had a fantastic Christmas. Now we have done our holiday gift guide. We had a second emergency gift guide that uh, came out in the form of a turd or treasure to kind of give you a few last minute gift ideas that you could pick up via Amazon. I know Boxing Day sales are going to start tomorrow. And for those sales, you're on your own. But we always like to try and do a Christmas uh, special here on the show. And last year, we looked at a very strange Nelvana cartoon. And it was, well, certainly a thing. So I gave Alex the assignment, find us Christmas specials that nobody talks about. And originally, I thought we were going to do something else. But I'm really glad you picked these, actually. Because as you heard during the intro there, you heard the Fox Kids promo from 1995 that talked about the cool Yule. And all of these shows were on Fox Kids at one time or another. So very much in that Fox Kids era of television where you'd get the Christmas special, you'd have the Tick or Eek the Cat or Batman and Robin take over Christmas morning or the Christmas weekend adjacent to it, and you get all these Christmas-themed episodes of the show. And a couple of these... I. Again, while I was watching these for this uh, episode, they're all what I would call guys in suits um, episodes. So not an animated bit among all these. Yeah. Originally, I remember the pitch that we talked about was, let's find some uh, either sitcoms or uh, other shows from the 80s or 90s that maybe people forget had Christmas specials and and do maybe like pick two or three and... and watch them and then discuss them and as i was thinking about which ones to do it popped into my head why don't we do a very saban christmas and i was thinking okay because I, I remember that there was a power rangers 
at least one. There's actually a few of them that, uh, of their yeah. their Christmas specials. And then when I went down the rabbit hole, I was like, oh, cool. I forgot that, that there was like direct to video like cash grabs that they used to try to you know get like parents and aunts and uncles and and grandparents to pay 20 bucks for a vhs tape that was only 25 minutes long if that to try to you know sell the kids uh and, and give them something to watch during the christmas holidays uh a lot of times they were you know big cash grabs from the the home video era of like 85 to 95 or 96 or so before people caught on that those tapes probably weren't really worth the money and they were hastily thrown together um and i was like okay i found four things and and i was like okay let's just pick two that are like actual direct-to-video ones that were like never broadcast on tv and then i'll see if i can find two episodes of stuff that were regular tv shows that aired christmas episodes and then i realized it's technically not a fully saban christmas because uh what i thought was a christmas special like direct-to-video special tied in with the uh the turtles next mutation show is not it's completely separate ninja turtles special not made in conjunction with saban or as far as i can tell with any of the movies i i the costumes looked like are they maybe for like the live shows i think those were the coming out of their shell tour costumes because as well as i was watching it i'm thinking this has the beginnings of next mutation but i don't think next mutation would air for a year or two later and exactly so I, i when i saw the dates i was like this seems wrong i was like are these like to me they look like the costumes that i saw when I went to Canada's Wonderland, when that was Paramount Canada's Wonderland, and they would have like daily concerts. Mm-hmm. But yes, we were getting ahead of ourselves. So it's it's a a mostly Saban Christmas, maybe we can call it as a special. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So like I said, a lot of these shows had a history on Fox Kids for a long time. I completely forgot about the Ninja Turtles special up until, like I said, you uh, showed me the video for this. I don't even remember seeing this in stores, and I was a pretty big turtle fanatic kind of growing up. I remember my parents uh, paid the satellite guy uh, to come to our house so I could watch the pay-per-view for free of coming out of their shells when that was on television in the early nineties. Um, but yeah, I just, I never recalled seeing this, but I remember hearing it because obviously we're old net citizens by this point. I'm pretty sure we have old age cards by now. Um, and I remember hearing people talk about the turtle special for years. So I guess that's where we'll kind of start yeah. today's discussion with I, this. Um, I can, I can mention that I remember the VHS tape being in stores because mm-hmm. uh, where you were probably getting close to the upper age of what were the target audience was mm-hmm. uh, in, in 94, uh, you would have been like 12, right? 12 or yeah. 13. Yeah. Uh, give or take. Where at that point I, I uh, was seven and I remember every kid wanting it. Cause it was like sold in not just like, like uh, Walmart and that I remember grocery stores having the VHS. Yeah. And yeah. And that's something that you saw a lot of when you and I were younger, v- grocery stores used to carry a very select version of tapes. You'd either get the really bargain bottom stuff or you get like, Hey, here's the single version of like mission impossible or Jurassic park or something yeah. like that. And it would, and like, they never really carried like, it would be like the SLP mode, like the cheapest version of a movie that would come out and, or, mm-hmm. Uh, or like you said, they'd have like, they'd have a bin of collect of like collections of like episodes of public domain things of like three stooges and that. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. but they would always get seasonal, like a seasonal thing where, uh, at the end of an aisle where let's say this came out, there would be a whole bunch of this. It'll be, Oh, for Christmas power Rangers tape, get this show for your, for your kid last minute or your grandkid. And I remember the VHS tape always being bundled with something like, uh, like a hat maybe uh, or an, like a frisbee or an activity book with stickers and crayons yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff and i don't remember the tape ever 
until years later being sold separately on its own. It was always like, here's the tape, grab the tape, and they'd have a, a, it like shrink-wrapped, connected to some other thing that they bundled in with it. And, mm-hmm. and like the like Shoppers Drug Mart or the drugstore would have this. And I just remember it always being uh, like 19.99, and then eventually seeing it in like bargain bins for 10 bucks. And I never picked it up because my, my parents were always like, why would we spend $20 on a single 20-minute tape when if you wanted to, like Power Rangers w- was released on like those cassettes where they'd have two or three episodes on each cassette, you know, for mm-hmm. the same price. So they, they always tried to advertise this as like, some big premium thing. It's like, because it would have, a, it would have like a little sticker on it that would say, not shown on TV, home video only. And it's like, ooh, that, that was trying to entice the kids. And I never actually watched it until we watched it now because everything here is available either on YouTube or, or other streaming platforms from people's like old VHS tapes or TV recordings in, in the case of some of the other. Uh, episodes here because it's not like they they're they're not monetizing this anymore they're they're not really fun you can't really you can't sell this kind of a product anymore uh and it's also weirdly as far as i can tell maybe been included on dvd in certain parts of the world at some point but yeah like certain episodes for example of the ones we're watching today i know beetleborgs which is one of the things we're going to talk about in just a few minutes that was included on dvd I think I'm not sure about the Christmas special because it was either Alpha's Magical Christmas was included in the Shout Factory DVDs or it was the fan club little video. I can't remember which, maybe both, but I'm not sure. I think it might have been included only in the super special box that they built. Yeah, which is the Power Helmet, I think. Because that one did not have one or two exclusive discs that just had like old promo stuff. I think so. Like, I seem to recall the fan club video was included. Now, back when we used to have a relationship with Shout Factory and they sent me all of these discs, I think I'm only missing like one or two seasons for a complete Power Rangers run, but I digress. Um, okay, okay. Looking I, at it, I found, I found some availability on it before we get into okay. the actual thing. Uh, so it, it was on VHS. It was sold in stores for six years. Oh, wow. They, they, you know, during the, the Mighty Morphin run all the way through, uh, I guess, Lost in, in Space. space maybe. Yeah. Uh, and they kept they kept putting it out basically until the year 2000 when everything changed. Uh, and then it says it was also put on a special Power Rangers holiday special VHS tape, which also included a season to remember and I'm Dreaming of a White Ranger. The other, uh, I think that was the Zeo and the... Yeah. Zeo slash... Yeah, slash into turbo episodes. Um, yeah, uh, on, which which obviously made more sense because at that point, for twenty bucks, you could get three episodes on a tape. That would, I'll bet you, more parents bought that. And then it mm-hmm. says it was also a bonus disc packaged in with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers complete series box set in twenty twelve. Okay. And yeah. then finally, it was included uh, as a bonus ep- uh, thing on the Power Rangers Super Samurai Christmas Wish DVD as a bonus feature. That's uh, so random. Like I did not expect Samurai of all this of all the series to get a Christmas special. Like there's even like a Dino Charge one that I found while I was doing a little bit of research before we came on air. Yeah, because my my thought was, do we do an entire Power Rangers one? I'm like, no, you know what? Let's keep this themed around the '90s, especially because we can talk about how this this was a predatory movie meant oh. to rip rip parents off <laughs> okay so the ninja turtles one is the most egregious in how fucking terrible it is so like let's, let's let's get through I, I tried to put them out sort of in uh a watch order of like when they came out and i okay. feel that looking at a lot of stuff like 1986 to 1994 tended to be the prime era of ripping people off with with VHS tapes that were not worth nonsensical, the, nonsensical, not worth it. Built on like a budget that was so shoestring. Like Power Rangers, we know was always a shoestring budget because mm-hmm. they, uh, until I guess you could argue that when they brought Lord Zed and that when they had to start making their own episodes, it got a little bit of a budget. But realistically, Saban didn't really start putting money into Power Rangers until turbo until yeah. after the success of of the movie and and the show had had its insane success and then they were trying to 
to like chase that success ever since. But this is like, if you thought that this makes like regular Power Rangers episodes of, of Mighty Morphin, uh, like fucking Shakespeare, Shakespeare, and and like the budget here is like what was it ten dollars? Like they they put maybe into making this movie. Yeah, like. Okay, so to set the scene very, very, very briefly, and to basically tell you the entire Christmas special, uh, Alpha has been left uh, home alone in the command center with Zordon while the Power Rangers are out there helping Santa load his sleigh. Problem number one. uh, When this tape came out, Mighty Morphin was already well into season two. Tommy is on the team. Okay, that's fine. Tommy's in his Green Ranger outfit problem tommy's the white ranger at this time but okay sure we keep going um they do reference jason trini and zach because they mention oh the other rangers are at a peace conference and i think they appear via archival footage are they, they well it, it's, it's a lot of his archival footage aren't they supposed to be at the conference where like the alien rangers put them or something no that was uh in at, at the end of season or at the beginning of like season two or or midway through they leave for a peace conference and that's where they get rocky aisha and adam okay. who become yeah. the new rangers and they are in this episode but they only appear via the viewing globe so zordon <laughs> says hey alpha you're lonely and sad for a fucking robot so we're gonna kidnap children we're gonna... well, the, yes and the best the best part is when they do show the new rangers and the it was quite clearly they finished filming an episode or whatever they were filming and then the Haim saban said stand in front of the screen screen wave to the camera and say merry christmas and they're like why he's like just do it we're not paying you any extra just do it and it yeah, was like it totally it, has that it, vibe it, it looked like they wrapped for the day and then they said, stand here for 10 seconds and wave and say Merry Christmas. Yeah, like it was weak. Although and, you do get in-camera appearances from uh, David Yost, who plays the Blue Ranger, uh, Amy Jo Johnson as the Pink, and Jason David Frank as they, the Green Ranger again. But he actually appears on camera. So, yeah. They, they anyway, showed up. Yeah, they showed up and it was quite clear that they got paid $10 to do it. Whereas everybody yeah. else got paid nothing. They, they, the fact that they had to show up and put on makeup and be on set means that, uh, they have, well, they picked, I, th- what would obviously be the most popular Rangers to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, B- B- Billy was always popular, whether or not, you know, he was liked by the crew and back and forth, you know, we know there's stories there, but you yeah. know, obviously, uh, you know, Tommy being the most popular had to be there. Because they were yeah. going to use him and pretty much all the advertising for it, uh, and and I'm guessing they brought in Amy Jo Johnson because her with him, but also she I was a remember. cute girl that everybody liked. So. I can't remember. Did, did they end up singing any of the songs together? No, which I was kind of surprised. But I guess Amy wasn't doing her musical stuff at that time. I I have a feeling I know the reason. I don't know if they were act- if they had actors guild cards at that point. I believe in their contracts though singing would be an extra. They would have to I could believe that. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's easier if you don't have the actors on screen sing cuz then cuz also if they're not great at singing, you know we don't know necessarily if they would have been Mm-hmm. This is before auto tune. They wouldn't have spent the time to fix it, and it would, would have made them look bad. <laughs> yeah. Now speaking of singing, Alpha, uh, when he kidnaps these children, there's a lot of singing, a lot of it terrible. And I'm not knocking the kids. I'm knocking the producer and the director and the editor for choosing said music that goes over said kids. Um, it is bad because um, a lot of this quote-unquote special is a lot of stock footage and then them just hanging around the command center which is easily maybe i don't know maybe a 20 30 foot set with a couple of consoles the green screen for zordon and the person in the alpha 5 outfit talking to these kids and it's just weird like it's if i had paid 20 dollars for this i would be offended because it's frankly fucking boring. Nothing happens. And when the alarm for the, uh, the command center goes off, he's like, ay, 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 who's attacking on Christmas? And you think maybe Rita and Lord Zed are going to crash and show up, which 
arguably would have been something really simple because they could have just put a Santa hat on like the pumpkin wrapper or something and done something weird and actually made this a full episode. If they were willing to spend, get this Alex, $15, they could have actually done something. But uh, the special ends with Zordon sending the, the kids home and Alf is like, goodbye so-and-so Merry Christmas he names one kid by name and I, and I was thinking well why are you being nice to this one kid everybody else deserves a Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah or what the fuck ever but you single this one person out to to specifically have a Merry Christmas I'm just saying a little bit sus um Dude, you know well it, this this is also unlike regular Power Rangers where they had you know whatever writers they splice things together and and uh, they did a pretty good job of of mixing the Sentai footage with whatever they wrote. This was written by Saban's wife. Oh yeah, like this is so not <laughs> no, like, good. like literally. Like, I mean, and she is like uh, I think a child psychologist, and that, but like no real experience writing television. It was just a way to like piece together uh, public domain Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's very sappy. It's very weird. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, we did get Yost, uh, Johnson, and Frank on set. And one thing that struck me as I really like this message, and I kind of wonder if this was a subtle dig years later. Yost is like, he says something along the lines of, you're going to hear it at the end of this episode. And it's something like, I hope you have a happy holidays, and I hope you live in a world where you can be whatever you choose to be. Or something along those lines. And I kind of wonder if that was a subtle dig at him saying, I am who I am and I'm proud of who I am. And I found that a little bit, like I said, it just in light of news that has come to the forefront in the last couple of years with his relationship with the show, I would wonder. So it was nice to see that. Um, Obviously, Jason David Frank's been gone. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's sorry. It's listed as a thirty-minute special. That's a lie. It's twenty-one minutes long. (laughs) I'd say, yeah. Like it's nice to see Jason David uh, on camera again. Obviously, since he passed away last year, Um, hard to believe it's been a year since then. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 amazing how much time has flown by. But yeah, ultimately, that's the Power Rangers Christmas special. It's it's it's. It's a hard watch. It yeah, really it, it's is. it's really hard, but it's a memorable. It has a memorable VHS tape uh, cover where it's just Alpha with like Christmas stuff on, and I remember that. Like I remember that being everywhere, and for as a kid, being like, "How come my parents never wanted to buy it?" And then now I just want to go up to my parents, give them a hug, and say, "Thank you for not buying me this shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for not dealing me years of psychological torture so where are, are we going next in our viewing um, globe of terribleness we're going into what i thought was a saban next mutation uh, special but in fact is completely unconnected uh turtle special which uh we wish you a turtle christmas which doesn't it has the okay oh it also came out in 94 this was also 20 it says 22 minutes i think it's 19 before credits uh mm. This is another special that was like 20 or 30 bucks when it came out on video, uh, is a musical special, has more of a plot, was filmed on a couple sets at least, it looks like, but for whatever reason, did you notice that the title, like the, the title credits didn't have the Turtles logo? Yeah, like there's some very interesting choices it, in this because it, like it, it's it is, clearly... It is, it's licensed because at the very end, when you go through the credits, it, it lists like Laird and, and and like it lists everybody, but the and the VHS tape itself, the actual cover has the turtles logo, and then it says "We wish you a turtle Christmas," but it's almost like they're using like a Windows like movie maker word, type font, yeah, and like something like word art font. Uh, that it looks like the title card was done on the VTR that they were, it's like they video toaster, baby video toaster. Exactly. That's what it looks like. And, and at the same time, like I I don't want to like the cast, I've got to see who was in this because my guess is guys who were second or third string Broadway actors and the holy shit, the voices in this are, Oh boy, they are something else. Um, 
Hey, I'm Raphael. I just happen to be from South New Jersey. It's really off-putting. And oh Leonardo, my god! Why? What? 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 Raphael is one of the village people. Wow. Because uh, wow. I, I was looking, because it was like the cheesiest music, uh, and I, I didn't want to say. I was like, is it just white guys trying to do black guy voices? There's a couple black dudes in this. Uh, some of the people, the guy who plays Donatello, I can't find anything on. Uh, Splinter. Uh, That's the coming out of the shell guy. It has to old, be. Old white guy. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see if he was in anything else. Jack William Scott. Because Oh, he's an old like Western actor from like the 30s and 40s. Um, okay. And, and, but like looking at uh, Leonardo here. Uh, Leonardo. It is was, not Jack Palance. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just pulling. I didn't see anything particularly on him. But when I okay, the guy who played Leonardo is Ron K. Smith. When I pull him up, it says he's known for playing turtles in Coming Out of Their Shells tour. Yeah, like the, Wish We Turtle Christmas. But here's <laughs> here's the best one though. The one I pulled up. Uh, the guy who played Raphael James Eric Anzalone. Uh, it says here he was the biker in the village people. Wow. Well, that's, I guess, a little bit of star power. I mean, ultimately, yeah, I, I think him and Donatello are the only ones who actually do anything remotely interesting. Um, this special, it's plot, quote unquote, is it's Christmas Eve. The turtles are getting ready to exchange gifts, blah, 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 blah but they have somehow forgotten to purchase a gift for Master Splinter. Assuming that Mikey had did it, they're like, but I did, but I didn't do it. Well, if Leo didn't do it and Donatello says, well, I did it last year. So I kind of thought someone else had it this year. So they go back up to the surface in full, no costumes, no disguises. They're just randomly hanging out and singing opera in the middle of the street. I'm not kidding. And uh, it eventually ends with them getting a framed pepperoni pizza that they give the Splinter. And the most insane 12 days of Christmas. And I'm actually going to read you a little bit of this. Only because it is so nuts that they somehow turn this into a song that won't end. So the 12 days of Christmas, according to the turtles, they get 12 April O'Neill autographs, 11 pairs of sneakers, 10 yellow yo-yos, nine narrow neckties, eight chopsticks, seven silk kimonos, weird, six frisbees, five video games, four manhole covers, three skateboards, two comic books, and a pizza with pepperoni. It is holy shit. It is the, 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 where the uh, turtle, where the turtles deck dolls. The first song is white guy, reggae, uh, yeah! rap. and it comes out of nowhere. Like it is like tonal whiplash. You're like, what the hell is going on? It, it makes coming you out of Leonardo too. It makes you appreciate the lesser known songs in snow's catalog. <laughs> yeah. Like it is just, it's so atrocious. And, like Alex was saying, this this one had a, b a bigger budget than uh, Alpha's Power Ranger special because they actually go places. They actually have props. Arguably, the Alpha 5 costume costs more than the coming out of their shells costumes. But yeah, like this the, was clearly uh, recycled stuff. Songs, We're the Turtles, Deck the Halls, Up from the Sewer, Gotta Get a Gift, Oh Little City of New York, Rap Rap. That oh my god drove that me is insane <laughs> uh the 12 days of christmas and we wish you a turtle christmas and like it, it, it was looked like they were trying to film like a music video the whole time uh i do find it funny that the the box art for this says ages three and up but i guess if you want to torture children you can torture three-year-olds by making them watch this yeah it, like it's it's weird, although it is more watchable than Alpha's because stuff actually yeah. happens here. Uh, Alpha's one was literally just the set of uh, of, of like the command center with almost stationary cameras 
jumping cutting between people there and having alpha run around singing most of the songs with the kids looking confused yeah whereas this this one was presented as if it was an actual like movie special where they are moving around the sets they're dancing they have props uh it's it's somewhat competent it's like they're the turtle lair is hilariously like a room that looks like they covered it in tinfoil uh, yeah, but it, but the sewer it, it, the sewer scenes are actually decent. Mm-hmm, yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, uh, like when Alex was like talking about the sewer layer, it is very clearly a room that they set up in a back room somewhere that they didn't intend to shoot a lot on, though gr- I seem to recall a lot of green lighting. If you, um, if you, if you thought that they downgraded the 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 like their lair in the third turtles movie this is like this is like what if they recorded that in a broom closet yeah this is as if you ordered the turtle lair from wish and alibaba it is atrociously bad but again they get props they actually have costumes which the sync sound doesn't always work with their mouths and talking um and don't forget (laughs) some original songs very specifically advertised as other bodacious classic Christmas songs. Oh my God. Thank you. I swear. Thank you. FHE family home entertainment for (laughs) completely just ruining turtles for a lot of kids. (laughs) I mean, honestly, Alex, what would you do if you and I just happen to be out in public and we're doing our own twig thing? If someone started singing the rap rap, can you just imagine how big our eyes would get in our heads if we ever heard this summoning Cthulhu him in public? Remember, the Turtles rap with Vanilla Ice actually was a radio hit. That's, I remember that. In Canada. I really do. And it was played at Canada's Wonderland incessantly because they, because, well, like back then when it was, you know, Paramount Canada's Wonderland, they had the turtles and costumes performing daily and they had vanilla ice multiple times come and just do like random Sunday concerts and Saturday concerts there when he was in Canada. Like that was an actual hit. And this is not that. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is, (laughs) this is, this is next level. What the hell? Rap, 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 rap. It's going to be in your head forever, but in the, not even like earworm way in a frustrating, like you going, how did they think this was a song way? Yeah. Like how was this? Yeah. Also, also hilarious. Uh, whoever designed the costumes for these, like obviously they're lower budget than, than, you know, movie accurate or even TVs, like what you would use for a TV show. Uh, when they were designing them, they designed the costumes so that they would look okay. I guess in person color wise, they didn't think of how, uh, a TV show using, uh, this is a little technical, but like the color primaries that a TV show uses or, or transfers to a VHS tape, didn't realize that the color space that was used on low quality VHS tapes meant that you can't tell the difference between Raph and, and, and Mikey, Mikey, or or in most cases, in most shots, depending on the lighting, uh, between Leo and Donatello, because these were meant to be used on a stage with giant stage lights on them where they're super bright and everybody can see them. If they're shot in any form of shadow, you can't tell who's who. Yeah, I think there was a notable thing when I was doing a little bit of research on this. They actually gave Michelangelo a white scarf so you could tell him apart from Raph because in they, certain scenes. You, you can tell that once they started shooting, somebody went, dude. We can't tell. <laughs> we can't tell when we're in the room. <laughs> yeah, so that's a big yikes. I mean, overall... I will say the turtle special is infinitely more watchable than alphas, but it's a lot worse musically. If that alphas is alphas is a completely pointless tape. This is actually worth it in a like historical interesting regard, because 
like this was obviously now that we saw it made to cash in on the success of the live tour. Mm-hmm. But then seeing this, and if you thought like, oh, the Saban show had low budget puppets, like no man, like Saban saw this and went, I can do better, and he did. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like kind of nutty. Like you think about the history of holiday specials. There's uh, actually I, I'm just going to talk about this for like thirty seconds. There actually is a documentary in theaters as of this recording that talks about how they made the Star Wars holiday special. And you you kind of wonder how that got a big budget relatively considering. And you can see Power Rangers and Turtles are chasing that Star Wars dragon in their own sense. But Star Wars had the money and the prestige, whereas Power Rangers was an up-and-coming franchise, which needed that cash influx to keep moving. The Turtles franchise around 94, 95 was starting to dip because those would be the infamous red seasons we'd see on CBS and then leading into the next mutation. And then the Turtles franchise would lie dormant until 2003 yeah. when uh, the new series uh, came out. The, the issue here, I think, was this came in the wake of the third movie that failed in theaters. Yes. So the franchise was already in a pretty damaged place. So... Yeah, it is like, uh, like how, an experience. Like this is a 94. If this was a 92 release and they had put a little more, if it was 92, they would have put more money into it. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if they had done this post secret of the ooze pre uh, turtles in time, and it would have been they, fine. And if they had paid money to have yes. vanilla ice do a cameo in it and put them on the box art. Yeah. Like you could have done so much more with this. Um, so we're going to move on to our next Christmas special. And Alex, where are we headed to next in this cornucopia of crap? Uh, we are heading <laughs> into Kamen Rider Masked Rider territory with Furbus's first Christmas. This is a show I have zero experience with. Other than I remember Fox Kids advertising this really, really heavily because they were trying to get into the whole Sentai thing and bring over as much of that as possible. Because, like we've talked about on the show, Haim Saban went, Ooh, money. And, you know, a lot of American kids loved it. It was like, I think slightly before this, maybe a year before. Like he tried expanding, uh, remember it was like VR troopers was the first expanded show yeah. that was that when he was like, okay, we can do shows out, outside of power Rangers. I need other shows to license. Uh, and, and I think after VR troopers, uh, the next one he did was superhuman samurai. Yeah. Uh, and then masked rider, uh, or, you know, known now as, as common rider everywhere because they just use the Japanese name. Uh, I think they did two different series. It was this, and then it was like Dragon something or other was the other series yeah. years later. Um, now, this was one of the first shows where they started putting a lot more money into the American side of the production, uh, where like they'd have, they'd make up entirely new bad guys. And like, you know, they, they started doing that with Lord Zed, right? But the, this was a show where more and more footage was being made in America and, and then splicing in with the Japanese footage where Power Rangers was until like the late nineties, very much so like 75 to 80% Japanese footage and they would insert stuff. So this is, has more of an American budget, especially since it's a show where basic premise, if you don't know, uh, it is a prince of, uh, some alien you planet. Yeah. From, of an alien planet that, that has been under attack and, you know, was liberated, uh, from some evil bad guys is sent to earth a la Superman to uh, be Earth's protector while, I guess, the, his grandfather, who's the king of that planet, is still fighting on their front against the, the evildoers. And he's like he's like a Merlin-style wizard uh, king. And, and, and the idea is going to be that like he's going to protect Earth while he waits for uh, the, them to make first contact with Earth. And then hopefully our planets will join together in harmony to fight against evil and tyranny together. Cool idea, obviously. Uh, and he has like a little uh, alien sidekick. Uh, Herbis or something? Yes, pet character, which is very much in the realm of like Snarf or uh, or what was the what was the character there was in like the He-Man TV uh, uh, or Orko, yeah, yeah, like Orko or or like the yeah or like like Snarf and all that. <laughs> and then he's he becomes a, like an adopted kid in this family 
which and, and the family is designed to be sort of like a classic 80s tv sitcom sappy family. sitcom family uh very family yeah. ties very alf I yeah think. yeah yeah or or but, yeah like silver spoons and all that sort of stuff like at the same time the the family like the parents they they know you can tell the parents know that they're supposed to be in a in a a cheap crappy happy show but they play it completely straight and it's actually like pretty well acted the show yeah um, i i was I, I i was gonna say like the difference between power rangers showing civilian life and common rider is it's delivery and believability like the quality on masked rider the actors for supporting characters were a lot better than you would see on typical power rangers fair they, so, it, yeah, like, I was they, they clearly impressed. like they were hiring that like, the parents are like actual proper character actors, you know, and they're not, they're not just like amateur actors that just is their first gig. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like these guys are not community theater. These guys have at least done bit parts elsewhere. Yeah. They didn't hire people that just did commercial work or, 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 you know, filled in and walk-ons and then they ended up having a career after they hired people for the show that were serious actors. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this was from 95. This is, this is the height of Saban when he was like green lighting and producing like everything, 10, 10 or 20 shows at a time across different platforms, like Mystic Knights of Tiernog and all that other stuff. Right. So, uh, what was the other one? Mystic Knights. And then there was, did he, I can't remember. Did he do the Warriors of I Virtue? I think so but i don't know that's a question darla might know yeah because like at the time this was one of those things where he he was producing all these american all these shows in america this is before they moved to film everything over in new zealand but at the mm -hmm. same time this was around when like hercules was out and a lot of shows started getting filmed in new zealand and there were like com uh, competitors doing the same sort of thing but this show i remember really liking and being really surprised that it got canceled and i remember it got canceled because the like they didn't just the run ratings out of were low. I think the ratings were, were not as high as they wanted. It was that he was spending too much money on the American production of it when it was easier just to make cheaper shows. And then he, the only other show we'll mention later on that that they put more money into was Beetleborgs, and which is one of the episodes we have here to talk about. But you know, this one, Furbus's first Christmas, uh, was from the I think this had. It was this was the episode before they entered. Oh, wait a second. No, I, I'm thinking of Beetleborgs. I know this episode was kind of a weird one because they did put a lot of money into it. And it was, it, it, it leads into something or maybe I'm thinking Beetleborgs, but anyway, continue yeah. your thought. Um, it's the 12th episode of, of Mast Rider. And I can't remember if, yeah, this, this is one of the ones where it had 40 episodes. This is when he was still doing the, the i guess daily the Japanese styles? Like, like uh what it was like the sorry the weekly episodes for the whole year i can't remember no or is this when he was still doing like two to three episodes a, a week of, of shows i can't remember i could um, see that because i seem to recall masked rider getting a prime spot on fox kids saturday mornings and yes. i think it aired friday afternoons as well yeah, but it, it wasn't like Power Rangers where it was like three episodes a week. Like it was, yeah, it wasn't a daily syndicated show. Um, mm -hmm. Now, uh, that being said, uh, I remember really liking it at the time, and, and then obviously, a um, Masked Rider has become a much more popular thing. Um, in uh, like Ultraman was on with with uh, 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 Samurai, Sam Superman Samurai. I think that was a more popular show. Yep. Um, but this only got the one season, but it still got 40 episodes out of it. And then they took a break. This is interesting in that it actually aired on December 23rd uh, of 90, 1995. Um, I'm going to check the date because that'll tell us right now or the, the day of the week that was. Um, I think part of the reason Masked Rider failed in the U.S. is Power Rangers had more characters for you to connect with. You had a solo hero here in Dex who was the prince yeah. from it was uh, it was a Saturday. Illinois. So that's right, it was a Saturday morning show. But so the fact that this was this is a Christmas episode that aired really darn close to Christmas for once. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like 
you don't often get television schedules to line up like that. I mean, the only other thing that came out around this time, not a kid's show, uh, but I know the Freddy Krueger nightmares, uh, Freddy's Nightmares had a Christmas episode that aired, I think, not Christmas Day, but I think very close to its original air date. So it's so hard to get TV schedules to line up like that. I mean, I mean even when you have a Saturday morning that that comes on Christmas, in the 90s, that was programmer's gold. I remember CBS doing something, ABC. Fox Kids was the king of the Christmas specials. In fact, fun fact, go on to YouTube right now, talk, Type in Fox Kids Christmas, and you will be able to find pro- you actually, Alice. I wouldn't surprise me if you could find the morning this episode aired in particular with all the original commercials and bumpers and everything. Yeah, because a lot of people would tape the whole like four hour block, and, and they've been digitizing their old tapes, which is awesome. So to any any YouTuber or user who does that, thank you for bringing back a piece of essentially lost media like one of the things i used to do and it weirdly used to make me really depressed but i've learned to love the bomb so to speak um is i like how i'm able to relive those saturday mornings in particular via youtube because people are digitizing the archive now this episode um is this available on the dvd like did mass rider get a proper release in no that um, surprises me. I, I, I'll double check, but I'm reasonably sure that because um, I know Mass there's Rider. a Power Rangers crossover. Uh, let me see here. This power, yeah, the, the crossover might have. I know it's it's spotty, like because I know that other stuff like VR Troopers. I think that they they had everything except for like the last half of the their last season didn't get a release because it didn't sell well enough or something. Did. I think it did because I remember I had friends back when you and I were first becoming buddies. I had a friend in America find me the second part of VR Troopers because it was, I think it was like a Walmart exclusive or something. It was really hard to find. It might have been, or was it maybe a Shout Select exclusive where they only had it on their website because it didn't sell enough in retail? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, because um, I, I know I that. Still, they, oh. I think that it was that, um, or was it Beetleborgs that the final volume never got released because it didn't sell well enough? Um, yeah. But yeah, okay, here. In the U.S., only two VHS tapes were made during its run in 1996, Escape from Edenoid and Super Gold, um, as well as another tape. Uh, oh, wait, yes. Uh, Furbus' First Christmas with a bonus episode, Furbus Maximus, was, oh, was scheduled to be released but was canceled. In the United Kingdom, it was released, uh, no, only the pilot episode was ever released on VHS officially. And a, oh, wow. and a, and a two-parter for Super Gold was released. Uh, so it's never, ever had a home video release or a second run on television. So the oh, copies wow. that are available online to watch are all from somebody's uh, home VHS tape that they copied. It hasn't, and it, like I said, it, it, shout uh, neither shout nor uh, Disney nor uh, uh, I guess Mill Creek or anybody has licensed it, which is sad because pretty much like at, uh, Superman Samurai's had video releases. Uh, they had a whole set released. I think Mill Creek had that, or at one point, yeah, the Mill Creek had that, and Mill Creek has the license to all of the uh, Ultraman stuff, and they've been releasing every Ultraman series for the last several years. Now we've reviewed most of them. This is interesting to me that Mast Rider and and Common Rider has not really had major like big releases. Like they haven't like this was something you'd figure they would have gone the nostalgia route and licensed the whole thing to release, but it's never had a video release since '96, which honestly kind of surprises me. So honestly, folks, go check out Mast Rider. It's better than what it's, you might think. Stick with it. Yeah, and, and very quickly, we've talked about everything but it. But essentially, uh, Count Dragon uh, decides that he's going to mess with the adopted family. And and uh, it, it, what's interesting is that this is a show where the bad guys know the identity of the of the Master Rider and they know they could do anything. But they don't just 
go and kill, kill the family. I know, but they, <laughs> the idea is it's his first Christmas and, and how they get into the house. Cause how they've always explained it was they have a security system that was installed that can repel the enemies, you know, and they're impenetrable. Well, they lower the shields to let Santa Claus in. And, uh, then they have a special delivery of maggots also known as putties, uh, in, in a, and in a present that when they unwrap it, it's good. They're going to come out and kill the family <laughs> and Santa Claus shows up, uh, has his magical power. They ask about Santa and they're like, he's not really a human, but he's not really not an alien or something. And Santa shows up, the master rider saves everybody. Santa gives them all a wish, uh, uh, for different things. Uh, uh Ferbus gets a giant cookie. That's <laughs> all he wants. <laughs> uh, and and the Masked Rider uh, wishes, doesn't know if he can get his wish fulfilled, but it can. And Santa snaps his fingers and transports his grandfather, the king, across from the universe, which apparently they can't just do on, on a whim anyway because there's too much resources and blah, 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 and he, he can't fly out. But Santa snaps his fingers and he shows up for christmas dinner they have christmas dinner together and he they hand wave away with saying i have a short visit i can have with you before i must be sent back and i'm thinking santa claus has the power of the q in this yeah <laughs> yeah he can like, just randomly like, summon well, you whatever he wants it's like hey gr grandpa you know wizard gandalf that's fighting the the aliens on his planet why don't you just ask Santa Claus to, you know, save you from the, the, uh, the world, like destroying aliens. Santa Claus is God basically. Uh, and yeah, it was like a half hour episode that, you know, was pretty fast and actually interesting. Yeah. Like honestly, the costumes surprised me just how good they look. The bad guys look fantastic. It was surprisingly decent. I actually really enjoyed this one. Our final one we're going to talk about today, and it has to be very quick because Santa is coming to my house very shortly, um, is the Beetleborg show. Now, this is a show that weirdly has a long history with Twig, despite never being watched by any of us. And here's what I mean. So way back in the day when David Double D Dennis was a part of the show and he was doing the weekly uh, Dave's Rants or those little comedy skits you used to hear back about 10 years ago. He took clips of Beetleborgs and he would mess them up. And there's a sign of Franken Frankenbeans, who's the random universal monster who lives at this haunted mansion. Trust me, it's it's a thing. It, it, uh, very, very basic background for anybody that doesn't know, uh, and you should go watch it. This is yeah. a show that they put a lot more money into making the American side of. Uh, it is what if you mixed the Monster Squad with uh, I think it's Metal Heroes, which was the the the, the Sentai type type show uh, over yeah. there, uh, and it, 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 I think it's in the same franchise as, as VR Troopers, even though you know it's not like because you know it's about different whatever Metal Heroes, uh, and they took the Japanese footage, heavily edited, it, and it's like what if you mixed Monster Squad with like Big Wolf on Campus, uh, and kids that are at a haunted house. And they have to stop the classic universal monsters from going crazy and killing the world. And the only person that's going to help them is the ghost of, of the house, which is a musical mixture of uh, Elvis and Jay Leno. Yeah. Li it's... Literally made to look like and sound like Jay Leno. Yeah. It, the actor who played it was a guy named Billy Forrester, and that's Flabber, who's the phantasm uh, who lives inside the pipe organ. So the kids go to this manor, they free these monsters, and the in agreeing to free him, the Flabber Elvis says, look, I'll give you one wish. And in return, they wish to be their favorite comic book characters, the big bad Beetleborgs. But in doing that, they resurrect the um, Beetleborgs' big nemesis who i can't remember his name but i know the baggers are called the magnivores or whatever so um it's such a bizarre series but clearly they put a lot of money into this the kids are actually really kind of likable the supporting cast around everybody else is again really really likable um and, and it's and clearly the highest budget out of probably i i mean unless I'm completely off base, is this not the, the most expensive looking of all the Saban shows of that era? 
I think so personally, yeah. Because it, the the mo like they built sets, the they have all the 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 classic monsters. Like this could be a show completely outside of the Japanese footage. Yeah, for sure. And I originally thought it was going to be, but it's the the thing that wows me about it the most. It's how expensive the costumes look. Like the Beetleborg armor, that can't have been cheap. It looks better than the Masked Rider stuff, I think. Oh, and yeah. you see Beetleborg stuff show up. I think it was either in Space or Lost Galaxy. They fight the Beetleborgs at one point. And the Christmas special has a very important thing continuity-wise because it takes place right before a really big five- or six-parter episode known as the Shadowborg, from what I uh, understand, where the bad guys get the original writer of the series to create something or they steal his like notebooks or something. And I'm thinking, holy shit, that is fucking cool that you didn't have to go this hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So ultimately like it's entertaining and I love the setup, how the, like one of the kids, parents owns a comic book shop. They're throwing like this huge Christmas party and they want to make sure everybody has all their presents, but even the Beetleborgs, they defeat the bad guys and because they were going to ruin Christmas, but they're like, you know what? The girl who has the power of super strength says, can you just be good for goodness sake? And they actually give the bad guys presents and they're like, really? They're like you, you didn't have to like, now I feel bad. They're like, just for one day, don't be a jerk. And then they teleport away, and that's <laughs> that. That's the end of that. And I double checked. This was the show where the initial th uh, three parts part uh, Beetleborgs, season one, part one, part two, season two, part one were all released within about six to seven months of each other. And the, the, they didn't do very well. And you had to wait two and a half years till they finally put out part two. And I think that was an online exclusive. Yeah, I think that was for Beetleborgs. Uh, Metallics, right? Metallics part two, the final, the final 17 episodes. Yeah. So ultimately guys, like I said, we have talked a lot of Christmas specials. You can find all of these on YouTube. You may even have some of these in your collections, like via DVD or whatever. I recommend you check out all of them because they are all watchable and memorable in their own way if terrible that just because it's watchable doesn't mean that it's it doesn't suck i, I but it's worth think it like the beetleborgs like there's cringe in there because it's like the kids sitcom thing uh yeah. obviously the the power rangers one is ridiculous uh, uh so is the turtles one i think that mass rider is probably the best produced and most watchable of all of them yeah that like, it feels like it feels like a regular show like, if I had to give a watch order, I would go uh, Master Rider, Beetleborgs, Turtles, Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be my, <laughs> that would be my recommended watch order. So, anyway, guys, um, I got to get out of here because uh, I can hear Santa on my roof. I can hear them presents ringing. So, hopefully, I <laughs> will get something cool today. Have so you guys, been a good boy? I have been a tolerable boy. This year. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. That's that's what we want to aspire to. Socially acceptable. Um, so anyway, guys, I hope you have a happy holiday, a safe holiday. Um, me and Alex will be off until January 22nd. You might see some random stuff pop up on the website. I know I have a couple shows with David Denoyer. I'm recording over the break. Uh, you should hear a couple of those soon. There's a couple of botched roles. I don't know whether Alex has released those yet, but you'll hear them soon. They'll be coming next week and the week after. Yeah. So there is an interview in there. It's a little older. I did it back in November, but the information is still fantastic. If you want to learn more about the Marvel heroic uh, role-playing game system, I also talk about my Star Wars game, which launches in January. And uh, yeah, just a lot of good stuff coming up. I mean, obviously we have Aaron and Darlene, me and uh David Denoyer, me and Aaron and Alex will be getting back together for Future Imperfect and Loose Cannons in the new year. So a lot of good Ken, stuff. So Ken, Ken's going to be back with us uh, on more stuff soon. And uh, probably JT, JT. When, it, when it comes to figuring out all of our schedules, we got plenty of cool stuff coming in the new year. 
yeah, so guys, for the last time this year, I want you guys to have a happy holidays, happy new year. And uh, if you can't be with uh, the ones you love this year, give them a call at least. So from all of us at Twig, happy holidays, happy new year. I've been Mike the Birdman, and I've been joined with... Alex the Producer. And as we go into 2024, I have to say, be excellent to each other. We'll catch you guys again next time, right here on ThisWeekInGeek.net. Thank you, Zordon. This has been the best Christmas ever. Children are what Christmas is all about. I'm really glad I got to share it with them. Ay ay ay! The alarm! We have an incoming teleportation. Who could it be on Christmas Eve? There is no need to be alarmed, Alpha. It is the Power Rangers. Oh, I just knew you would come. Oh, Tommy! Kimberly! Billy! You're here! I'm so happy to see you! But where are the others? Three are with their families, but they left a special message. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everybody. And the others are still at the World Peace Project. With as busy as you all are, it's wonderful you took the time to visit us. That's right, and we have to get back as soon as we can. Yeah, but we couldn't leave you guys here alone for Christmas. Thank you, Rangers. <laughs> Holidays are the best time to share good wishes with the ones you love. That's right, Billy. And my Christmas wish for you, Alpha, is that you'll always have a smile on your heart. And that the magic of Christmas will stay with you the whole year through. We hope that the new year will bring happiness and harmony to you and your families. In a safe world where you'll be free to grow into the best person you can be. And for all of us, may this be the year we have peace on earth. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. Now that Santa's dead, we can finally celebrate Christmas again. This is going to be the best Christmas ever.